welcome to Champion Circle Podcast. We have a mandate to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ because your life matters to God. Grab a Bible and get set to receive a personal word from the Lord as you listen to this timely and spirit-filled message. Here is today's message. Understanding the blessedness of prayer and fasting, part 4a. We have established ever since the month began that God's commandments are ordained for our profiting. That no matter anything God instructed us to do, if we do it with the whole of our hearts, there is a reward. That is why the Bible says, if I do this thing willingly, there is a reward. So that any commandment of God is to profit us, not to grieve us. First John chapter 5 verse 3. He said the commandment of God, they are not grievous. So God is a burden lifter. He lifts burden from people. Matthew 11 verse 20 says, Come unto me, all ye, the heavenly landing. He said, I will give you rest. And we said fasting is commandment for specific blessing. That's according to the book of Isaiah 58 from verse 4 to 14. From verse 6 to 14. He said this is the fasting I have chosen to break the yokes of wickedness. To undo everybody's. Verse 18 verse 8 said, then shall your light shine. He said you have access to light. He said you shall be a restorer of bridge. You will become the foundations to many generations. That's the benefit of fasting for us. And we said during the first week of the month that for us to get all of the benefits that is embedded in prayer and fasting, a biblical approach is required. We said we must define our goals and objectives. What are we expecting from the Lord? For surely there is an end because you are expectant. Proverbs 28 verse, Proverbs 23 verse 18. And thy expectation shall not be cut short. Because you are expectant, there is something we are asking from the Lord. We also said we must prepare to engage our heart in prayer. It is very important that every prayer that is not prayed from the heart is just an exercise in futility. Proverbs 16 verse 1, it said the preparation of the heart. Man is required to prepare his heart. Why the answer of the heart is from the Lord. Also we said we must come confessing and forsaking our sins. Which is very important for us to get old of what prayer and fasting delivers. We must come confessing and forsaking our sins. First John chapter 1 verse 9 to 10. He said God is faithful. He is able to forget all to forgive all our iniquities if only we can forsake and repent. So today we shall continue the blessedness of fasting for this service. The blessedness of fasting. Number one, 
God takes over our battles. The blessedness of fasting, the benefit of fasting, that anytime you pray and you fast, the Lord take over your, your battles. We need to understand that when God takes over, the battle is over. God takes over our battles. In the case of Jehoshaphat, God took over the battle and executed judgment, vengeance on behalf of his people. We need to understand that life is warfare and not funfare. Life is warfare and not funfare. And every battle of life is winnable. Provided that we have surrendered, we have handed over the battle to the Lord. In the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 20 from verse 3 to 24. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. We have done that already and we are still doing it. And proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. And Jehoshaphat gathered themselves, and Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the city of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. We need to understand that self-sufficiency, a man that is self-sufficient, you can't win this battle of life. If you depend on yourself, Bible says, vain is the help of man. So man can be limited. So the reason why you are calling upon the Lord is because there are some battles that is beyond you. There are some battles that is beyond you. Maybe you have been falling and rising, falling and rising. It's just like when a child, when you are confronted with someone that is more higher than you, he has developed his muscle. It's just like you compare a two-year-old child and a ten-year. You could see the difference. You don't need to tell. But when the two-year-old boy had a brother that is 20 years against the ten, he would just fold his arms. You'd just be watching. He, he believed that the victory is his. So he has handed over the battle to his brother. So just tell him, if, you, if they burn you away, just come. But initially, before that time, he has been winning him. He has been defeating him. But this time around, he has the confidence that his brother is available. Just, if, you, if you know it's your father that gives birth to you, just come. He will draw two lines. This is my father's house. This is your father's house. If you know it's your father that gives birth to you, just rub this. Clean this one. He has the assurance that he, the battle is winnable. So many of us, we have been defeated. Why? Because we want to help ourselves. We have been living this defeative lifestyle because we want to help ourselves. You can't help yourself because these battles, they are spiritual. The weapon of our warfare, they are not carnal. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4, it said, but they are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. So this power, this battle requires higher power. We need to surrender. We need to give all. We need to surrender to God. And when you shake 
that's second chronicle chapter 20 verse 12 oh god we do not judge them for we have no might against this great company that come against us neither know we what to do but our eyes are upon you that's what the bible says in psalm 34 verse 5 says, they look unto god and they were lighting and they were not put to shame if you look upon the lord you can never be put to shame if you handed over your battle to the lord just be rest as you go and sleep verse 15 thus said the lord unto you be not afraid nor be dismayed by the reason of this great multitude that no matter what you are facing now don't be afraid no matter what is confronting you now don't be afraid for the battle is not yours. Don't take the battle as if it's yours. Surrender the battle to the Lord. But, the, but God. So the battle is not yours. That battle you want to fight on your own. You are fighting another man's battle. That's the reason why the enemy is defeating you. You want to help yourself. Why? God has said the battle is not yours. So you have to tell God, take over. When God take over, the battle is over. And verse 17. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Maybe you have been believing God for the fruit of the womb and you have just been trying all manner of things. You even calculate. You are just doing calculation. You want to get married. You are just doing so many calculations. You are just eyeing brothers in church. I think this person will come. You push your sacrifice. You sow five months salary on behalf of someone. The battle is not yours. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. No, you don't need to. You don't need to. No. The battle is not yours. Just surrender the battle. Just hand over the battle to the Lord. And see what he will do. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself. Stand ye still. And see the salvation of the Lord with you. Stand still. Just be watching from afar. And see what God can do for you. So no matter your expectation now, just stand still. The reason why God serves and says you should come with your open doors request is because you can't answer your prayer. If you can answer your prayer, so many of us will come to church again. If you can answer your prayer, so many of us would have built our own empire like Alexandra the Great. You have your personal empire. There is heaven, you have heaven too. You have your personal empire. But the reason why you are here this morning is because you are limited in operation. You can't help yourself. That's why you're here. So God said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, O Judah. And fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And verse 22 to 24, the Bible says, And when they brought ministers together, the singers together, they began to sing unto the Lord. The Lord sent ambushments. That those things that are confronting you, they begin to confront themselves. I watched a movie by Mount Zion. And they were trying to, there's one man they called uh, Abedjoye. They were trying to confront the man, to kill the man. 
They even went to go and use one. They put a ring in their hands and they shook the man. Nothing happened. They shook themselves. Something happened. They tried it. They were even thinking maybe the man was very powerful. They tried it on the, the, the man's granddaughter. Nothing happened. Small girl, like at the age of like 10, teenager, nothing happened. They shook themselves. They killed themselves. That's the same order. That's the same way your enemy will kill themselves. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. They sent abushments. They helped themselves to kill themselves. So we need to hand over our battles to the Lord. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, an end has come to every deceived lifestyle in the name of Jesus Christ. And number two, the blessedness of prayer and fasting. It enhances our access to divine guidance that launch us into realms of greater glory. It enhances our access to divine guidance that launch us into realms of greater glory. Isaiah 58 verse 11 And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in droughts and make thy fat thy bone. And thou shalt be like a water garden and like a spring of water, whose water faileth not. The Lord shall guide thee continually. You experience divine guidance day in, day out. That's the blessedness of prayer and fasting. He said, He started not when He led them through the deserts. He caused the water to flow out of the rock for them. He cleaved the rock also and the water gushed out. Isaiah chapter 48 verse 21. So the guidance of the Lord is very important. We cannot guide ourselves. Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Any sheep that, or any cattle that want to guide himself will be slaughtered. Any cattle, nomadic cattle that want to guide himself, just discover they're just roasting it. It will be slaughtered. So a destiny that is not being guided, it will be a prey to the enemy. So we need his divine guidance. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He make me to lie down in green pasture. God begin to direct your step. You know what to do part time per season. He guide you in the business that you need to do. He guide you, even as a young lady who you marry that is not going to beat you. He will guide you. He will lead you in the business you are going to do that they are not going to dupe you. He will guide you. We need his guidance. We need God's guidance to assess the realm of greater glory. He said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Even when you are guided, there are some circumstances that might come across your way. You need to understand Papa has said time and over again that it is scriptural to be challenged. But it is unscriptural to be defeated. 
Even maybe God is guiding you now, and it seems as if, he's, am I sure maybe God is guiding me? Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Don't fear. In the midst of the turbulence, you are, you are restful. You, you are calm. You enjoy his rest. The peace that passes the understanding of man. That was one of the reasons why when Jesus Christ was in the boat and this storm was just coming, he was just sleeping. In the midst of the storms, he was just sleeping. For he is with you. When God is guiding you, he is with you. He's going before you. He's going with you. His guidance is very paramount. We need his guidance in the midst of every circumstances. If God is guiding you, it will become a walkover. Job said in the book of Job 29 verse 4, He said, as I was in the days of my youth, when his secret was upon my tabernacle, he said, by his light, I walk through darkness. So when God is guiding you, just know the, the victory is a certain. It enhances our access to divine guidance. The blessedness of prayer and fasting. I pray the Lord will continually to be guiding us in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 48 verse 17. Thus said the Lord, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, and the Lord I go with teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. You need it. You need his guidance on daily basis. You can't just take life for casual. You just want to do it by your calculations. I'm not disputing the fact that you are intelligence. But with the level of your intelligence, they can still dupe you. People can still outsmart you with your level of education. Because you are not the only one that is educated. So that's why you need the right, you need the guidance of God to know where to go part time, part season. So many people have entered the wrong vehicle and they just kidnap them and that's the end of their life. So many people have just traveled. You just travel, no prayer, nothing, nothing. I heard a testimony of some, of some group of people, they were just traveling and they said, can we just pray? And they said, no. And the person just covered there was a crate of egg at the boot. They just covered, Lord, protect the egg. They just prayed a prayer, and when an accident occurred, it was only the egg that was intact. Every other person was broken into pieces. It was only the egg. So that's why we need the guidance of God to know what to do, to know where to go, to know what to say. So many people have said things that ended up in prison. You know, you need to know what to say. And it requires the guidance of God. And that's one of the blessedness of prayer and fasting. When God is leading, he goes before the lead. Papa shared testimony when his wife, Pastor Mrs. Faith Oedepo, was challenged. He has heard from the Lord. He was going from one nation to the other to proclaim the gospel. And the Lord restored her head. It was divinely guided. In the midst of storm, you are just, 
you are just being restful. You are not just worried. You are not just worried. You know what to do part time, per season. That's the essence of divine guidance. As we close this morning, the blessedness of divine guidance number three empowers fulfillment of prophecies. It empowers fulfillment of prophecies. Blessedness of prayer and fasting. It empowers fulfillment of prophecies. We need to understand that prophecies are ordained to be fulfilled. They are ordained for fulfillment. The prophetic word for the year has gone forth that is a year of supernatural turnaround. They are ordained for fulfillment. They are no story to excite us, no. Rather, they are the unfolding of divine plan concerning us. So they are not just story. It is my year of supernatural turnaround and so is mine. Even so many of us, we didn't even know it. They are no story to excite us, no. But they are the unfolding of God's plan concerning us. Every prophecy is like a spiritual pregnancy that requires going to the labor room of prayer to be delivered. So prophecy on its own won't just happen. Don't just say, ah, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. Yes, it's good to have it. It's like a spiritual pregnancy that, you, that requires you to go to the room of prayers to be delivered. I read a testimony of a couple that came to Faith Abanaku in t- 2008. They were just hearing Papa that you, by this time next year, you are returning with your miracle baby. They just say, Amen. And they did nothing about it. And nothing happened. They came back 2012. The first time was 2008. They came back 2012 and they they, they prophesy. He said, the woman said, when he got to the house, and he said, during that time, during the fathers and mother of nations, he said, Pastor David Oyerepo Jr. gave them an illustration that if a child is missing, and the child later found his way to Canaan, how will you recognize your own child? He said, by calling his name. That's the best way you can know. He said, the woman said when he got home, he bought the baiting bowl. He bought everything. He just said, rejoice. It is time for you to take your bait. He was just demonstrating. So many of us, we said, this woman is, I think he's not normal. In this kingdom, you don't have to be normal. You don't need to be normal. You must not be normal. You need to be abnormal to be normal. And he said, rejoice. It is time for you to come and take your bait. Nine months time, she delivered. Fulfillment of prophecies. You take it to the place of prayers. But just folding your hands and you're just confessing, confessing without doing anything. Somebody was expecting God for the fruit of the womb. And he began to buy baby things. He was just buying everything and he was just buying it. The first month she saw a period. She was, ah, if I'm pregnant, I won't see blood now. And God's servant said, you don't need to see blood for you to deliver. 
Maybe it's the essence in your body that is coming out. When Eve, I was just saying, I began to imagine when Adam and Eve, the Bible says, and Adam knew his wife. It was just once. And Cain and Abel just came up. Another time in the scripture it said, and Adam knew his wife. Seth came up. There was nothing like maybe Mestra Sakuo. So don't calculate what God can do. No. It's beyond human imagination. That's why the Bible says, unto him that is able to do, exceeding abundantly above what we can ask or think, according to his power that is at work in us. He said he went for tests. The human that was simple, they said, you are five weeks pregnant, five months pregnant. Another person said she was not even aware until the last day she just went to the clinic and she said she was just having, you know, she, she, she began to, as if you want to deliver. And I said, ah, you, you are not pregnant now. But I said, I'm feeling it. She went to the labor room and the, and the labor ceased. She said, just go. She, the woman said she began to help other people that want to deliver. She was just helping them, helping them. When they conducted the test, immediately she delivered. She, was not, she said she never did antenata. There was no menstrual, she, there was menstrual circle for them nine months. Why are you doubting God? God has said it that this year is your year of supernatural turnaround. So you need to expect something that is beyond human imaginations. That is, that is beyond your human comprehension. Don't try to calculate God. Don't try to explain God. You have prayed, you have fast. Do you believe in this spiritual exercise? Or just do it, for let's just come and do it. No. Blessed is he that believeth. There shall be a performance. So when you take it to the place of prayer, it shall be fulfilled. It's a prophecy that this year you carry your miracle baby. It's a prophecy. It's a done deal already. So when you play your part, God will be committed. John chapter 5 verse 25. He said, verily I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is. The hour is coming, but the hour is now. And faith is now. When the dead shall hear the voice of the sons of man, and they that hear him shall live. The hour is coming, but let me tell you, the hour is now. That if you believe that what God has said concerning this year, that is your year of congratulation. That's what you experience. Now is the hour. If God has done it for one, he can do it for all. So if God has given miracle baby, miracle marriages, if God has given miracle jobs, he can do it for you. Why are you doubting God? John 11 verse 40 to 44 talks about Lazarus. The prophecy was fulfilled. John 5, 25, he said the hour is coming and the hour is now. Jesus Christ got to the tomb of Lazarus. He said, Lazarus, comfort. He called it forth. Calling those things that be not as though they were. He called it forth. That prophecy, you need to open your mouth wide. And you make a declaration that this year prophetic agenda shall answer to my life. You open your mouth. Shortly, quickly, how do I see prophecy fulfilled? Number one, inject your faith 
into the prophetic word. We must pass, that is, we must personalize prophecies. You make declarations that God has said it and I believe it and that settles it. Until it is mixed with faith in our heart, it will never deliver. It is not just the scripture you cram, no. You don't even need to know all the scripture. You don't even need to know it. If it's just one that you lay hold on. Martin Luther King Jr. just know one scripture. Romans chapter 10 verse 17. The just shall live by faith. Final. Even though you cannot even quote it verbatim, you don't need to say, what is God saying? What is God? No. You, it is missed with faith. It is missed with faith. Number two, be expectant. What we do not expect, we cannot experience. We must be expectant. It's just like the case of Anna before prophet Eli. He was, she was expecting someone. Be expectant. You have prayed. Engage the power of the Holy Ghost to see prophecy fulfilled. We need to engage. We need to invoke the power of the Holy Ghost to see prophecy fulfilled. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, every of our desire, even today being the covenant day of open doors, shall be granted in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Today is the covenant day of open doors. Revelation chapter 3 verse 8. He said, I'm the one that opened it. He said, I know that what's behold, I said before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. I said before you, God is the one setting the doors before you. And no man can shut it. The same order that Peter experienced open doors, he was not even conscious of it. From prison, he just approached the door. You know there are some doors you just approach without even pressing any button. They just open for you. I had a testimony. Somebody was saying, he was saying concerning Mike Mudok. He said when you get to his house, if he mentioned his name, the door will just open. Mike Mudok. The door will just open. Another person got there and said, KK, and the door refused to open. So until you the, he is the one that set the door before you and no man. So as you are approaching the door, the door of career breakthrough, they will just, just say, ah, but I didn't, lay, I didn't even labor for it. I was not even qualified for it. And something just happened. I was not even aware I was pregnant until the ninth month. I set before you and open doors and no man can shut it. You want to marry and you on your wedding, they just begin to do you like a dream. When the Lord turned again, the captivity of Zion, you say, am I married? You have, ah, I didn't even know how this thing happened. People just come together to help you. I said before you an open door. And no man can shut it. So God's presence is the master key to world of open doors. The presence of God is the master key to the world of open doors. Romans chapter 8 verse 31. Psalm 27 verse 7 to 10. It said, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors. And the king of glory should come in. 
What must I do to continue to enjoy open doors in the journey of life? Number one, be born again and remain so. John chapter 8, John 3, 8. The wind blew it where it listed. You can't predict his ways. So when you give your life to Jesus Christ, man won't be able to predict you. The happenings in your life, they can't deny it, yet they won't be able to explain it. First John chapter 5 verse 4. Number 2. What must I do to continue to enjoy open doors? Continue to walk in the fear of the Lord. As in the case of Joseph. Number 3. Remain in love with God. Remain in love with God. Let your love for God be intact. Be unmovable. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Number four. Be committed to following God's leading. Because God's leading is the highway to destinies. Psalm 26, Psalm 23 verse 1 to 6. And lastly, what must I do to enjoy open doors? Enter into covenant to keep serving God and the interests of his kingdom as a lifestyle. From the testimony they read the other time, he said, if you make the advancement of the kingdom your priority, you will do it. If God is first in your life, you will be first in life. Enter into a covenant to serve God. Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other things shall be added unto us. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, the grace to follow every instruction I say the Lord releasing upon us in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Shall we lift up our voice and rise to our feet this morning and celebrate God for his word he has sent to us. Let's give him all the glory and praise. Let's give him all the honor. Father, we say thank you and blessed be unto your holy name. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. The Bible says in the book of John 3 verse 16, He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe, we have. So you have an inheritance the day you give your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe you are here this morning, you have not given your life to Jesus. That's the first thing for you to do before you can lay hold on the blessing that is embedded in this service. It's a covenant day of open doors. There are some people, they struggle with doors. But there are some doors open to them on their own accord. So if you want to experience open doors without struggling, the best decision you can ever make is to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe you are here this morning, you know your work with God is not smooth. You are neither here nor there. You are cold nor hot. I want to say, Jesus Christ, I want to make you the Lord over my life. I want you to take over the affairs of my life. You are here this morning. I'd like you to put your right hand on your chest and pray this prayer after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I've come to you today. Forgive me my sins. Write my name in the book of life. I accept you 
as my personal Lord and Savior. In Jesus' precious name, we are freed. Thank you for listening to Champion Circle Podcast. If this message has blessed you and you would like more information about Champion Circle, please visit us at championcircleblogspot.com. Make sure to subscribe, follow, review, comment, listen, download, and share Champion Circle Podcast. We'll leave you with this word from Acts 20, 32. Now I entrust you to God, whose gracious truth is transformational and able to rebuild your character to be like Christ and give you the promised inheritance of eternal life, joining all those who are fully healed. See, See you, you next time. time.